This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from the book of Philippians. The chapter is 4, the verses are 8 and 9. And this week's lesson is entitled, The Battle for the Christian Mind. Paul's divinely inspired words read from the New King James, reads, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Verse 9. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. <clears throat> in other words, we are to model Paul's righteousness reflected uh, from the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And the God of peace will be with you. Again, verse 9. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. As our minds go, so goes our entire spiritual life. The battle for the Christian life is the battle for the Christian mind. That battle is ours. It is daily, and it is an absolute imperative. We have an opportunity, we have a mandate, a responsibility to choose God and commit to that choice. Every choice we make is determined by our affections. In other words, those things we desire, we love, we need. Every choice that we make is the choice, therefore, we want to make. What is controlling our affections is a result of our thoughts. As our thoughts go, as Paul indicates, our meditations, so goes our affections. As our affections go, so goes our will and our behavior. Solomon said in Proverbs 23 and verse 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. The sum and substance of our Christian life, the totality of our faith journey, is dependent on what we are thinking. High thoughts of God lead to high worship and a noble life. Romans 12 and verse 2, Paul writes, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We must control our thoughts, and these thoughts will govern the direction of our lives by controlling the decisions we make. Ephesians 4, verse 23 Paul writes, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. 
So this is a ongoing process of renewal that must be taking place. Jesus said in Matthew 22 and verse 37, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Paul writes in Colossians 3 and verse 2, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. It is this emphasis on the mind and our inner thought life that drives our spirituality. In other words, we become what we are thinking about. Godly thoughts inevitably lead to a godly life. Therefore, this calls for an understanding of what are godly thoughts. What Paul calls for in Philippians 4 and verse 8 is for pure thoughts and righteous thinking. We must rely on the gifts of the Holy Spirit as noted in Isaiah 11 verses 1 and 2 Wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. This reliance is the blessing of a mature Christian. Hebrews 5 and verse 14. Those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Again, those who by reason of use of their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We have to use our senses to make determinations, to choose good. Paul gives us a template for spiritual growth here in Philippians 4. There is a cause and effect relationship. As Paul notes, finally, brethren, verse 8, all of us are being addressed in this who are in the family of God, brethren. It is incumbent upon us to guard our thoughts. Purity is required. We are to focus on what is excellent or dwell on, focus on, these things. This is a command, an imperative, an order. Meditate or dwell on, study, take into account, think very carefully, evaluate, consider. Believers are to mentally focus on certain things that are lawful, those things that are proper, those things that are right. This is to happen early and often. A constant, ongoing lifestyle. We must be habitually thinking about these things. These eight godly imperatives define the parameters of a healthy thought life. What Paul provides here are transcendent principles that extend over time and place. These things include 
whatever is true, real, genuine, authentic, that which is reliable, that which is faithful. We are to stay with the word. This leads to spiritual maturity. Verse 2, whatever is noble or honorable, what is worthy of respect, that which is revered, majestic, august. We are to focus on what is above, avoiding trivialities of thought. We are to focus on ascendant things that pull us upward toward godliness. Focusing on what is honorable leads to honoring God, glorifying God. Focusing on what is honorable leads to an honorable lifestyle. Verse 3, whatever is just or right, balanced, that which conforms to God's standards, what is consistent with his word, what goes into our mind must be proportionate to the holiness of God, those things that are in harmony with God's character. If we focus on what is right, we will live right. There is an inseparable connection with what we think and how we live. Verse 4, whatever is pure. The Greek word here comes from the same root word that is translated as holy or holiness. We are to fill our minds with those things that are wholesome, virtuous, unstained by the world's corruption, flawless, those things uncontaminated by man's depravity. If we are to live a pure life, we must focus on those things that are pure. We have Jesus Christ as our example. Verse 5, Philippians 4, Whatever is lovely speaks to that which is pleasing, attractive, the beauty of holiness, sweet and gracious. We must focus on these things that are pleasing to God, that which is attractive to God and promotes peace. Verse 6, whatever is of good report, those things that are reputable, respectable, credible, highly regarded, well spoken of by God's word. Notice Ephesians 5 verse 4, not foolish talking, not coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Giving of thanks is always a good report. Being thankful in our daily walk, those things that uplift and praise God's holy word. Paul summarizes the preceding themes with two comprehensive terms. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy or excellent in our actions and thoughts, dwell on these things. This will demonstrate our cognitive 
or moral reflections of God's holiness. Focusing on spiritual virtuousness leads to a spiritual virtuous life. This includes actions that would be applauded in the pure light of the holiness of Almighty God. So what we have here is a comprehensive checklist for a Christian who aspires to holiness. Nothing that is of a contrary nature is fit for holiness. We live in a world of contrariness and foolishness, chaos and confusion. We must set up a biblical firewall around us to protect ourselves from negative and hateful thoughts. We must guard our mind, for we will become that which we are thinking. We must let the word of Christ dwell richly within us. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the embodiment of all these things Paul has listed. We must have our mind on Christ. We must look to Christ. We must love him in our thoughts. We must meditate or practice these things. These things must function as a hedge around us in our actions. We find application in verse 9. Paul talks about the things. The things connect us with the preceding list. We are to emulate Paul. He lists four distinctive characteristics, those things he taught them and how he lived. These are those things they have learned, received, heard, and seen in Paul's life, in his actions, in his walk, in his talk. We are to implement by modeling Paul. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 16. Therefore I urge you, or I exhort you, imitate me. And 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. And there you have it, the reflection of Christ. Paul qualifies his expectation of all believers. We are to imitate the attitudes and passions of faithful men whom God has placed before us as examples. Philippians 3 and verse 17. Brethren, there is a pleading in his exhortation when he says, when Paul says, Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For us today, the holy things learned are those things taught from the pulpit in Bible study classes. Those things received are those things found in the sacred text. The things heard are the testimonies of others referencing their journey of faith. Paul says, these do, these practice, execute, perform. This is in the imperative mood. It is a command and in the present tense, it is to be an ongoing and continuous way of life. The result of this is discipleship. Luke 6 and verse 40, everyone who is perfectly trained will be like 
his teacher. The blessings of peace and joy are the tangible result of discipleship. In the garden, God explicitly withheld the poison of worldly knowledge to preserve the spiritual health and prosperity of Adam and Eve. It was for the Philippians, and so it is for us today, the expectation of us choosing to conform ourselves, our minds, to those things that are lawful. Paul concludes in verse 9, And then the peace of God will be with you. This is the subjective peace of Jesus Christ in our hearts and minds. He will be with us to give us his peace. Jesus has left us the Holy Spirit, the helper, to infuse our hearts of mind with the capacity to do what is right. When we achieve this condition of spiritual maturity, we are able to count it all joy. Notice Philippians 4 and verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So here we have a repetition of this promise. This is a conditional conclusion to one who is in Christ. If we will set our minds on those things that Paul has enumerated as what leads to holiness and follow the example of godly men, we can experience the transcendence of God's peace in the eternal now. The battle for the Christian mind is the compelling struggle we all must win on a daily basis. This is every believer's responsibility and opportunity. This lesson is yours. Thank you for being a part of this study. I pray that something has been said to edify and uplift us as we Proceed on this Christian sojourn. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Father, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you for being present. We come to glorify your holy and divine name this day and every day. We thank you for your love, your long-suffering, your grace, your mercy, as extended in all the many blessings you bestow upon us daily. Help us, Father, to grow in your wisdom, in your discernment, to think on those things holy and righteous, we come in all humility and wonderment 
Father, we are profoundly thankful for the extraordinary gift of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whom, by whom, and through whom we may find our way back to you, Father. We thank you for the church that he established. We offer prayers, Father, at this time for all those who are outside of the ark of safety, Father. Father, give us the zeal and the commitment to go out to a dying and perishing world and, and bring souls to you to, to model your will and your way. Father, we offer prayers for all those who have transgressed since the last time we've been together and have repented of their shortcomings and seek a closer, more obedient walk with you, Father, knowing that you are a God of second chances and will forgive us, Father. We pray for all in this Bible study and our extended families. Heal those who are on their bed of affliction, knowing that you are the great physician who has never lost a patient, Father, if it be your will. Lift us up, sustain us as we press on to receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And Father, Lord, bless us and keep us. We know the Lord makes his face shine upon us. Father, be gracious to us. Father, lift up your countenance upon us and give us your peace. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the most precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, Christians, let us be in communion with God and one another as we go through this week. Let us glorify God with our thoughts and subsequent actions. Let us count it all joy. Stay safe. Bye for now.